Welcome to Appalachian Shine, the official podcast for the Foundation for Appalachian Advancement. And if you're listening to this, then consider yourself a part of the team. Stick around and let's shine a light on all things Appalachia. Thanks for joining us here for another episode of Appalachian Shine. This is the official podcast for the Foundation for Appalachian Advancement. Um, we do have a lot going on uh, in the next week ahead. Some very important events that are coming up um, that people around the area need to know about and support that is in so much um, support of our regional and local history. And on this episode, I'm, we're honored to have uh, Erica Hall from the Tazewell County Public Library and Amity Lane. And uh, you folks are with the uh, Friends of the Library uh, community. I get, I get mail and email from you guys all the time. So you guys are doing great work. Um, you're having a, what's called a Mad Hatter dinner uh, next week. Um, just I want to toss this out to whichever one of you wants to start. Tell us what the Mad Hatter dinner is and what the purpose of this, this dinner is. Amity, you want to take it? Or I can. It doesn't matter. You go um, for it, everybody. Uh, basically, the dinner will be our first fall fundraising effort, and it will kickstart our phase one, two, and three of the makeover for the Richlands Library Restoration and Revitalization Project. And our committee has come together with an idea to turn Suffolk Avenue into a wonderland. And we can all look through the looking glass or hop down the rabbit hole and we can have a Mad Hatter dinner with all the characters. We're looking forward to a beer and wine garden. We have a fabulous meal prepared by Jody Hazelwood. And Jody's going to have our main course um, with um, some barbecue and some topsy-turvy taters. It should be wonderful with Alice's confections. Um, you can take it from there, Erica. Yeah, what's and the we, purpose of the Mad Hatter Dinner? What are you guys raising money for? So all of the proceeds from the Mad Hatter Dinner are going towards the renovation of the Richlands Library. Um, so the last time that any major renovation happened to the library was in the 1980s um, when it first became a library, um, when it was converted from a house into our Richlands branch. So it's in need of some major renovations. Back in, um, back in 2021, we underwent a feasibility study or a facility study and um, our architect came up with some suggestions of ways that we can make the building much more, um, much more usable, especially to people who um, might not be able to navigate stairs, who might need to use an elevator. Um, there are four floors of the Williams house that the Richlands branch is in. Um, there are four different floors and no elevator. 
So if you're someone who uses a wheelchair, you can only access the main floor. And I think that's a huge problem. Um, also, it is. <laughs> yes. yes. For elderly people too. Um, yes. Because I remember my first experience and uh, Amity and I, we graduated high school together. So when we were probably little, we probably bumped into each other plenty of times going into the library because um, I was just like, you know, you're, I had both your parents as teachers. And, uh, and um, so, you know, it was just kind of like beat into us to, to love books and love reading. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the Williams house, as it's called, is kind of like the lifeblood, the, like the center and the heart and soul of the entire history of Richlands, that you'd have such an immaculate building um, that was bequeathed to the town to do this for the library is really an amazing thing. And it, it really has needed renovations for a long time. I remember like the, I don't know, Amity, can you remember when the first time you went in the smells of just like the the wood and like everything was so redone and like it just polished and you're like, wow, I just stepped back into some Victorian era home, really, which was, I guess, the style. The staircase and the manager. It's Mm -hmm. so cool. Like all the creaky wood, the stairs and everything. It really has a lot of atmosphere in there. Oh, it really does. And just as a side, I'll just toss this out here real quick. I always forgot that I did this, but my very first novel that I ever wrote was a horror novel, and it took place in Cincinnati, but there was a scene that took place in a small town that was adjacent to it, and um, there was a library scene, and I modeled that entire scene, like, step by step, the stairs, everything after this Williams house, the the Richlands Library. That's awesome. Which I've never, I I don't know why I've never told anyone that, but that's, but, but Um, but that, but yeah, so the first time you, when we were kids and going in that, it was so, uh, you just, it just felt like you were kind of in a museum, really. It was a little surreal. Yeah. And it still is to this day. And um, Erica, like you were saying, I guess a lot of people in town have noticed over the years, like it could use a coat of paint, it could use some things like that. And then obviously um, something to be more helpful for the elderly and the handicapped that still love to yeah. use this, this place. Yes. Um, we've also got, um, we've got an addition planned on the back side of it too, um, because there, there hasn't really been a great like meeting room or conference area. Mm-hmm. We have a small area on the second level where the children's collection is, but we could really use more of a like conference room type um, situation. So we've got an addition plan on the back side too. Um, I think that, that would yeah, that would be very helpful because we have so many uh, local writers around that it would be helpful to have a, a meeting place for folks like that or for authors, guilds, um, writing groups, reading groups, things like that. Because a lot of other libraries that are newer, like Abingdon, I know they have that back room there that people go and use and they yeah. bring speakers in um, and then fill that room with people who have bestsellers or pseudo bestsellers in their area or whatever that come around. Yeah, yeah so it'd be great have to have that in Richlands. Which is great. Yes, exactly. Our Bluefield and our Tazewell branches both have a decent sized conference room, but our Richlands branch never has. So I think that will be a great addition. And while you're talking, um, I, I guess with the Mad Hatter dinner next week, which is the, like phase one, right? The raising funds. Um, so yeah, Suffolk Avenue, which is like a really a beautiful little street anyway, out of like Eisenhower's 50s, right? America, Eisenhower's America. It, um, what what are you dressing? What are you what are you folks dressing up as? And and what what is this kind of party atmosphere going to look like? And while you're doing that, I'm going to do a screen share and bring up a picture of the library and the addition that you were talking about. 
Sure. So you, my Alice costume came in. I'm going to be Alice. I've got my little headband. Um, I'm Alice. Um, we have our library board chair, Regina Roberts. She's going to be the queen of hearts. Um, she's got an awesome costume. Our um, Richlands branch manager, Jamie, is going to be the Cheshire cat. And I know we have a Mad Hatter scheduled to appear. That's um, going to be Sarah Romeo. And she's already got a fantastic costume underway. She's looking very forward to attending as a Mad Hatter. Okay. Yes, being curiouser <laughs> and curiouser. Um, but we will also have several people just coming as their favorite literary character or literary author. Um, I myself could not place down a single character that I love the most. Um, so I will just be going as myself with a vintage hat and vintage outfit. Oh, that sounds kind of fun. Now, can you guys see the uh, the screen share that I've got up with the building? Okay, because oh, yes. this is the back side of the building, the, uh, the addition you were talking about adding on to. Um, and uh, I, for I forgot the, the lady's name who emailed this to me, but thank her for me. Um, oh, yes, our grant writer, Amanda Killen. All right, and so th thanks, Amanda. Yes, and, uh, and here's the uh, the library, another picture of the library uh, she'd sent. Mm -hmm. And again, this is a beautiful, beautiful location. It's right at the corner of Suffolk Avenue and um, right across the street from it's just like old, what, like an old building itself, but it's got little, little mom and pop shops all up and down. And then the, uh, of course, the farmer's market or what was it? Not farmer's market, but uh, Farm Bureau right there at the, mm. at the corner. Um, so, yeah, so it's really a, such a beautiful location. And we were really blessed to have, uh, you know, families that would leave something like this for a, a library. Yeah, it's such, amazing. Yeah, such a long time ago. Um, I'm going to stop the share there. There we go. So that's, uh, for those of you who don't know what the Rich Library looks like, there you have it. Um, really, really an immaculate building. Um, now, you're, I know that it's going to take quite a bit to do all the renovations. So it's not just really like window dressing we're doing here to make it upgrade oh, yeah. make it look nicer. Um, I, I guess you'll, you'll have quite a bit of grants, I think, already that's coming. Um, yes. What do you need from the community, folks that are coming in that over the course of time that are going to make donations to you? Um, what, what, kind of, um, what kind of donations are you looking for there? Um, well, definitely any little bit helps. We have donation boxes set up throughout the community. Um, our library is located in historic Richlands, so that's where we've concentrated the majority of our donation boxes. Um, but this is helping a lot. Appalachia helps each other, and having people just be aware and talk about it, get the word out at what we need, and mostly we need support. We need voices. We need people that are willing to stand up and say, it's time. And I think it's wonderful that people are seeing our library as a community hub. And it would be great if that happens sooner rather than later. And that's where our funding comes in. So any kind of monetary support truly does help, whether it's $5 or 500, uh, we appreciate every bit. 
yeah, and there's so much more that can be done right there in, in the you know in the library as a you know a centerpiece of town for people to congregate at, not just for books or ebooks or whatever they're doing there, but so many other functions. And um, other libraries have those opportunities, and just where we have it here in this little town for so long. Um, but again, I'll say not every library looks as cool as ours. <laughs> really, it really doesn't. Um, um, so our. I would say when it comes to the eye test, we, we, we you know, we beat that. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, now I did uh, also want to ask though, with, um, with this, this particular building, and it's so important to recognize and remember our history and so much of it, I think we forget and not just Richlands, but Tazewell County itself here in Southwestern Virginia has such a rich, rich, long history. Now this particular building, you call it you know, the Williams house. But before that, I'll just toss this out here, uh, Eric, and then I'll let you talk a little bit about the history. But it was also known as the, the Clinch Valley Coal and Iron Company office. And that was that was actually built there and set up um, in, uh, I think it was 1890. Yeah. And um, it was set up as a uh, as a main office for that, that particular company, because at the time, with so much coal, um, they were bringing rail through here. And they thought Richlands would be what's called Little Pittsburgh. And of course, later on that decade, there was a stock market crash and all these people sort of pulled out and, um, you know, that, that house was still, still, they have still operated, but mm -hmm. um, that was like the first building was built that like literally everything else sort of around and the town of Richlands could start to form economically and develop. So I'll shut up there and uh, you can tell us a little bit about when the Williams took over, why it was called the Williams house and um it's old house <laughs> yeah no that was that was a great discussion of the beginning of the building um I know that after it stopped being the offices for Clinch Valley Coal and Iron Company um it be it became the home and the practice of Dr. Williams who was also really I think his wife was also related to the governor it's some a family with like lots of connections. Um, and so Dr. Williams operated his practice there and they also lived there. So there are lots of also fun ghost stories about the building um, because, yeah. because of that history. Um, so in 1983, I wanna say it was, the Williams family donated the house to the town of Richlands specifically for the purpose of opening a library in Richlands, which is amazing. I think it's great. Um, that people would feel so passionate that their community should have a library um, to donate such a treasure towards that. Um, and so the Richlands Friends of the Library, um, many of whom are still involved with, are involved with this project right now, um, are the same people who back in the 80s worked to renovate the Williams House and to get it into shape to make it a library back then. Um, Andy, we were just, uh... We might have been what five years old, four years old. We started seeing people start to work okay. on that, which was really, you know, well, six. I think probably. Well, they six. did actually know many of the key players at that time: um, the McVeighs, um, John and Jane Willis. Yeah. Um, they did a wondrous thing with even getting the building to cohabitate the library. Was um, Dr. Willis? Was he? Was he the mayor back then as well? Yes. Or, okay, because I didn't know if that was a little, he came a little later, but he was mayor for quite a, quite a while. Yes. Uh-huh. So, Dr. Willis, um, he, he's actually on our foundation board currently. 
Um, so having that history and that knowledge and that background has been great for our library foundation gearing up towards this project. Yeah, and, and uh, I'm, yeah, I'm Regina not... also, um, Regina and um, Valerie, Valerie Rose um, have also contributed a lot. Um, from their early days as friends of the library now to working on the foundation. Can you tell us a little bit about Friends of the Library and what, what you do with that organization? Um, well, Friends of the Library has evolved a lot um, and we've become um, a little bit more um, of kind of the band-aid between the community and the library. Um, funds that aren't so much available through the foundation um, come from the friends. We do a lot with programs. Um, we like to go out to all of the festivals and represent. We like to bring awareness. Um, we very much want to help bring the other community organizations together with the library, such as the Women's Club and the Garden Club. Um, uh -huh. uh, the Taswell Library and the Bluefield library, they have children's gardens, um, which are co-sponsored by the garden club. And that would be something that Richlands would be honored to do if we had the space and the availability to do so. Um, we like to sponsor things such as the upcoming Comic-Con, which is coming up on the 22nd. Um, we have actually our annual um, membership drive and our annual meeting takes place on the 17th um, of this month and we are right in the middle of the national appreciation for the friends week so the friends of the library have their own appreciation week and that's coming up the 16th through the 22nd and so our meeting will be at five o'clock on the front porch at the Taswell Library because we do encompass all of our branches, which is Pocahontas, Bluefield, Taswell, and of course, my hometown, Richlands. Yeah. And we will also be doing a book swap um, this year at our annual meeting. Um, and that will be kind of the first time we've done that. Um, but each member is bringing uh, two or three books that made an impact um, that they feel they want to share with others in the group. Um, it will kind of expound our knowledge and hopefully introduce us to new authors, new books, or new genres. Um, thanks for asking about that, JC. Yeah, because it. yeah, uh, there's so many to me, I don't know. I, I'm just a like a book nerd. I, I read, I read three or four books at a time. I'm always juggling them around. I don't know how everybody else reads, but maybe I read like I've got ADD or something. But uh, yeah, Eric, I want to go back to a little thing that you mentioned. And uh, there's this book that came out many, many years ago, and this kind of relates a little bit right there to the Williams House. Uh, back before that, actually, when it was in the hands of the uh, the company that that built it and started it, and uh, you know, everyone knew that. They called it rich lands because the coal they thought would be rich lands and and you know with all all that um, you know, the braille coming through and so forth. Well, along the clinch, there's a lot um, back then. They knew there was a lot of minerals that could be mined, and um, 
we all know a little, little local community nearby called Dorian. Right, we know it well. So um, a little bit of history about Dorian related directly to this Williams house. And this mm -hmm. is where I'm such a weird nerd. Um, there's a book that came out uh, called Virginia's Tazewell County, A Last Great Place by a guy named Ross Weeks Jr. It took me forever to find this freaking book. But finally yeah. I found it and uh, yeah, I've, I've never found it anywhere else since. Can I so see the copy? I, I may have gotten the last copy. I don't know. And I'll hold this up. I don't know if you can see it with my screen here, but oh, uh, yeah. but uh, Doran, uh, this is on page 176. Doran is named for Joseph I. Doran, a lawyer for the Norfolk Western Railway Company who worked right there out of that house. He spearheaded the development in 1890 of an industrial community next door to Richlands, with, uh, where everyone thought it might become the Pittsburgh of the South. And around the Doran community were lucrative deposits of coal, iron, sand, limestone, and clay, all worth building a town close by. So basically what this guy did, even though he was a lawyer, he was a pseudo-architecture, an architect. Mm -hmm. And he literally went down there and looked along the banks and like, well, here, there could be a bridge here. He literally mapped out what the roads and the streets would look like to build Doran. And that is exactly how it was mapped up and built today. Huh. And a lot cool. of people, like, they don't know where their name of their town come from, but this come from a lawyer by the name of Joseph I. Dorian of that company cool. that worked right there in the Williams house in our library back in 1890. That's cool. So, um, so much of it just kind of filters around. There's so much, like I said, so much rich history. Uh, again, this is a, being a librarian, this is called Virginia, Virginia's Tazewell County, A Last Great Place by Ross Weeks Jr. If you can ever find a copy of it, um, I'm Thank sure a lot of people around there would love to love to read about the history, how their towns got their names and so forth like that. There's all kinds of information in that book. Yeah. I need to track that down if we don't already have it in the Virginia room at the library. But uh, yeah, it's, it's funny how everything kind of sort of ties together with that one house. You know, I don't want to sound like it's like Salem's lot. Everything goes back. To that. <laughs> we, we are in Halloween month. Right. So, but uh, <laughs> But, uh, but no, it's, it's, a, it's a great thing that you guys are doing. And I really cannot wait to see this project get kicked off and the building start and the, and the renovations. Is there an, ex, an estimated time frame on this? Um, there, there's not currently an estimated time frame. Um, the first phase of the project is currently out to bid. So um, that's the outside, replacing the windows, making sure everything gets the fresh coat of paint. Um, we had our pre-bid meeting last week and the bid deadline is this upcoming Thursday. So that's really exciting. Things are actually happening. Um, hopefully we should see movement on phase one soon. After that, it just depends. Um, okay. well, yeah. so, so today is October 6th. Um, the Mad Hatter dinner is on the 15th. Is that correct? Correct. All right. So everybody, if you're in the town of Richlands or anywhere in the vicinity, swing by. Check out this old house, take some pictures, take a selfie. You know you want to. You're, you're going to put it on Instagram. Oh, and you definitely will have lots of photo opportunities. Um, so before it gets a little too late and you don't want to be the rabbit who missed the date, you want to run into your local library branch and buy you up a ticket. Um, that way you can come out and be a part of Wonderland. You can visit with the Mad Hatter, the Queen of Hearts, the Cheshire Rabbit, 
and Alice, of course, but also there will be a silent auction held within the Williams House, the Richlands Library. And we will have lots of local artisan paintings, pottery. Um, we will also have um, donations that have been gifted from the community, from community businesses and community organizations. Um, the friends have a couple different lots um, we'll be selling or hoping you bid on a collection of Hummel figurines. And to fit with the library theme, we're auctioning off a set of Shakespearean plates with the sonnets and poems of Shakespeare. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Yeah, so definitely check us out on Facebook. Um, you can get your tickets through Eventbrite. Um, we're plastered all over Facebook. Um, but the easiest way is to get your tickets in person at your local library branch. So what's the website if uh, people can't make it and they just want to check out the website, maybe send a check or something, what do they do? TCPLweb.org, tcpoweb.org. Um, and right on the front page of our library website, we have a gorgeous little spotlight featuring the Richlands Renovation Project. Okay. Um, and we have a convenient little PayPal link right there where, where people can donate directly to the foundation. It will go straight towards that project. Well, that is excellent. Um, and if anybody, uh, you know, if anybody wants to, um, that's making donations to our foundation, uh, if you want to designate it toward this, we can write a check and forward it on to them. Uh, make sure when you make a donation, you leave a comment so that we know and, and we can forward that on. And our website is always supportappalachia.org. And uh, that's part of one of our missions is not just to support organizations and efforts like what you're doing, but to bring light to it and um, just paying things for you. If we get donations to that we have month in our coffers and people want us to make it um, you know, to something else or like, you know, like our operation helping hand that we just did or whatever, they let us know. We, we, we just use those conduit to pay forward. So uh, keep that in mind if that's something you want us to do as well when you make your donation uh, to us. Um, I certainly appreciate your time and uh, I'm sure this is going to be a very fun event next week and uh, on Suffolk yeah. Avenue in Richland. So make sure you go to tcplweb.org. That stands for Tasman County Public Library, web.org. And uh, make a donation, buy a ticket, swing by, have a good time. It is Halloween month, so hey, when in Rome, right? Perfect time to dress up, yeah. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> so everyone, thanks so much. Um, I, I appreciate your time. And uh, hopefully Thank this you. goes off with a big bang next week. And um, let's uh, let's uh, try to get together again, maybe an update down the road sometime in the future. And uh, anything else that the Friends of the Library is doing, let us know. We'd love to pass Sounds it along. Good. Um, before we leave, can I just ask any of your viewers that want to check out our Tazewell County Public Library, they can do that on Facebook. And if they would like to see me or the Tazewell County Friends of the Library, you just type in TCPLFOL and that will pop you right over to our page or you can go to the Tazewell County Public Library page, which has an offshoot to us. Um, Great. Thanks, I appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, if you guys wanna uh, send me the links in uh, my email on uh, Facebook, I'll post okay. it up on our Facebook page as well so people can, can click over from there. And uh, yeah, definitely keep us posted what's going on. We look forward to the next events 
and uh, good, good luck with this. It's going to be exciting. If you have any pictures when you're done, uh, share them with us as well. We'll we'll put them in, uh, maybe in our uh, next uh, newsletter we put out. Okay. Yes. All right. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Amity. Thanks, uh, Erica. I appreciate you guys showing up. Thanks, Thank everybody. So for listening to us. Uh, appreciate you guys listening to us on uh, your podcast, uh, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast at or viewing us here on YouTube. So we're going to be uh, this, this interview will be on both. So thanks, everyone. And uh, we appreciate it. And we'll see you on down the road.